3: Let's follow yeah,
4: the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN.
5: For a play card, debit MasterCard, and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply, subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and cost apply. Card issued by MetaBank and a member FDIC. Rolling along here on a Wednesdays, we kick off hour two on Follow the Money. I'm Stormy Bonantoni alongside the Super Bowl champ, Sean King. And it took a little bit longer than we expected, Sean, but we're finally done with week 15.
6: We are. <laughs> and it Already in the week 16 I, yeah, I know. tomorrow, right? Yeah, Thursday night? yeah.
5: Come, life comes at you fast. So it we does. wanted to give the people at home a quick look at some of the cemented numbers for our awards market because we had to wait until everybody had played to see how things shifted, if at all. And, you know, one thing that I thought was kind of interesting this week is Mac Jones. Despite having arguably his work worst week of the entire season, first time you've said that he actually looked like a rookie this year has become a bigger favorite for offensive rookie of the year, um, and I think that's probably in large part too due to the day that Jamar Chase came off of we all have that recency bias factor. Just one reception off uh, three, tar- or four targets rather for three yards this week.
6: It's been a down year for mm-hmm. rookies. You know, when you look at this list, Rashawn Slater an offensive lineman who just missed his last game because of COVID, if I'm not mistaken, is yep. the sixth choice. So I think it just speaks I kind of like that. Yeah, but it speaks to the fact that some huge question marks on this class of quarterbacks because no other quarterback is even in the top six. Not Trevor Lawrence, not Zach Wilson, not Trey Lance, not any of these other guys that were selected in the first round. And – Normally get a rookie running back that kind of breaks out. But Javante Williams has kind of been, you know, not bad, but not envy, not rookie of the year caliber. Najee Harris, because of that offensive line, you know, has kind of slowed down a little bit the last couple of weeks. So, Mac should be the favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I expect him to bounce back. I definitely think the Patriots are somebody that I'm going to back this week Um, in this spot. I think they're playing the Bills. If I'm not mistaken, I, I, really time like, in three weeks. Yeah, I really like New England in the spot. But a lot of it is, you know, Max just played well. You know He's put together a resume that says he deserves the award. And I think the betting market, or at least the odds, uh, say that as well.
5: Who of that rookie class of quarterbacks has been the biggest disappointment to you?
6: Mm. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He really has because I haven't seen enough highs. Like, I expected that there would be some inconsistency. I didn't think that from a win-loss standpoint they'd be successful. But by this point in the season, I thought I'd at least seen two, maybe three games where he looked elite. Mm -hmm. You know, where just from start to finish, it was high-level stuff. And I haven't seen that. And he's turned the football over consistently. So, you know, I'm probably most disappointed in the fact that he hasn't been up as much as I thought he would be.
5: Yeah, just one touchdown, I think, in his last seven games, yeah, which, I mean, for your good. top overall pick, that's not what you... If you
6: get me a good old line, I promise you I can throw it still. Yeah? Yeah, I, I can't move now, but... Got it. Yeah, you got to protect me.
5: <laughs> yeah, got to invest. Got to invest in the offensive line, no question. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year. How about our guy, Micah Parsons? I think he's... What is that? Minus 10,000 to one.
6: What's crazy is he... These should be his odds for defensive player of the year. Yeah. You take the rookie component out of it, I mean, what a find by Dallas. And people can say what they want. No one could have guessed that Micah would be this dominant. I know he gained a lot of fans doing hard knocks because he's personable. He's high energy. But this is a young man who only had one productive year at Penn State. That was two years ago. He decided to opt out during the COVID season, didn't play, and then he came and he might be the best defensive rookie we've seen in the last five, six years. So, great find by Dallas. Hats off to Michael Parsons. He's deserving of this award and he will win it by a landslide.
5: Yeah, no question. And I think the thing that's been most important about him this season is that he's not just playing one role, right? They're, they've moved him around. They've had him play off the edge. and like. Can you imagine if he was doing one of those things exclusively, he would lead the NFL in tax or he would lead the NFL in, in tackles. Sorry, I said tax <laughs> instead of okay. You I, know what I was getting. Yeah, at. Stormy, but just, that's true, like
6: I actually think because he's versatile, it helps him because it makes it very deep. I've been an offensive coordinator, it makes it very difficult to now scheme against him because he's always moving. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you line a great, like Von Miller, if you play the Rams, you know where Von Miller's going to be. You can put a tight end to his side. You can have the back chip him, you know, on his way into his pass routes. You can do some different things to take him away. Because Micah's so versatile, can stand up, play in space, put his hand in the ground, rush the quarterback, physical enough to play inside in the interior shed blocks, make tackles. It's very difficult to, to scheme for him.
5: All right, well we're going to go from the rookies now to the overall offensive player of the year. Um we already talked about Cooper Cup earlier in the program. I don't understand this award.
6: <laughs> like I need someone from the NFL to call and tell me what this award is. So it, I don't know what this is.
5: offense. So for me, I feel like offensive player of the year goes to the non-quarterback offensive player that doesn't win MVP.
6: That's well, what I, it feels I, I like, right? I don't like Aaron, That's what it feels like. Can we agree that Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady most likely yes is going to win NFL MVP. Yes. So how in the world I think it should be Aaron is Aaron slower. Rodgers 35 to one in the Offensive Player of the Year voting? Like it, just, it, 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 I really want somebody from the NFL to explain this award to me. Cooper Cup deserves it. We should we uh, should ask Johnny Abello
5: how they come to these numbers. Right. Like what goes into the thought process on this market because it's like mind blowing.
6: Yeah, and, and I mean I think Cooper Cup's ultimately going to win it. You know I just over think, Jonathan Taylor. Yes, I think. Why is that? Well, because I think it's less likely that Cooper has a non-productive final three games than it is that Jonathan Taylor, someone decides, okay, we're going to make Carson Wentz beat us. We're going to put everyone in the box. We're going to make Carson prove that he can throw the ball, you know, and and beat us, you know, utilizing the pass. Stafford's going to fire Cooper Cup.
5: I'm looking at their schedule right now for um, the Colts here, and I think Arizona could do that defensively, but the Raiders and Jacksonville?
6: Well, Max Crosby and those guys are still playing for a playoff berth, so they'll still be locked in. Hopefully they get Denzel Perriman. That defense leading has just tackler so back. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor's outstanding. And, and um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jonathan Taylor was in the same draft that Josh Jacobs was in. Is, is that right? I think I'm not. Yeah.
5: <laughs> We're like, uh, maybe. I could I be wrong, so. but I think so. I think so. that sounds right, Yeah, though. I think so. All right, comeback player of the year. Um, Dak Prescott's been atop this list the entire year, and I don't foresee that changing. Or you do? Look, I'm looking at that grimace on your face here.
6: I mean, the question is, has Dak Prescott had a better year than Joe Burrow? I mean, Dak's been struggling the last five weeks. I mean, it's it's, it's not been pretty. So I don't know that it's a foregone conclusion. I guess because the team has been successful, mm-hmm. that Dak will probably still win it, but. I'd probably be more impressed with Joe Burrow, younger player, tragic injury, ligaments, torn in his knee, coming back, playing with that kind of confidence with a really young group of receivers, not missing a beat. And I feel like Dak is probably underachieved in my opinion, based on the personnel that they have in Dallas. So I see what the odds are. The odds say that Dak's going to win it, but I'd be willing to put a little bit on on Joe Burrow. I, I really would. And, Listen, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hot, the turnaround that San Francisco has made.
5: Don't threaten me with a good time. I
6: mean, you couldn't necessarily count him out in this as well.
5: I I personally, as much as it pains me to say, I don't think that he has a chance in that uh, market. But um, I I like the argument for Joe Burrow there because he is somebody that as he's come back, even though the Bengals have had those down games, he hasn't really had significant down games himself, right, as a player. He's tried to do what he could to keep his team in games versus the opposite of him being the detriment to the team. Absolutely. So um let's look at we already talked uh-oh, about uh what what are we They must uh-oh. have been listening.
6: Look at who's leading the list.
5: <laughs> Coach of the year market, here we go. Yes, Bill Belichick atop this list at plus one hundred, Matt LaFleur who you also mentioned, plus three hundred for the Packers, the things that he has done. Um somebody I like it's really disappointing for me. Because um, earlier in the year, there was really good number for John Harbaugh. And I truly believed that with all of the injuries that the Ravens had had, that they were overcoming to still win football games, if they were able to get through it, like give it to John Harbaugh. But then he keeps on analytics, Yeah, he's right not on favorite. my good
6: side right now. Yeah. Did you
5: see that video, by the way, though, of the, the mic'd ups of him talking to Tyler Huntley and like talking to some of those players at the end of the game about making the decision?
6: Mm-mm, I didn't see it. He was
5: asking them. You know, like it wasn't like he was looking at a sheet, looking at numbers or anything like that. I know you know those ingrained in your mind at that point.
6: So it's it's clear for, for everyone listening and viewing. I didn't have a problem with the Ravens going for two. I had a problem with not kicking the field goal on the first drive of the game. When they had first and goal from the five, they gained two yards on a run. So then they had second and goal. I think it was incomplete pass, third and goal, incomplete pass, then went for it on fourth down. That's the Mm -hmm. issue I had was the field goal in my opinion should have been kicked. I didn't have a issue going for two. I thought it was a bad play call because he only really had one option. No, that's
5: true. And everybody knew where the ball was going.
6: I I didn't I didn't mind. And the week before against Pittsburgh, it wasn't a bad play call. I didn't have an issue going for two. They just didn't execute. They had the guy open on the little pick route. He just dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. So my issues weren't going for two to win the game. I'm talking early in games when guys are bypassing three points. You know, when I think they should be willing to take it.
5: I get the argument always, you know, you're not going to beat a team with, you're not going to beat the Chiefs with field goals. You need to score touchdowns, yada, yada, yada. But what Mike Lombardi always says is the collection of points, Absolutely. though, will get you there. You're not going you the Chiefs
6: going for on fourth for not <laughs> yeah. getting it either.
5: <laughs> um, do you, was that how that was for you as a quarterback, though, when you were in those instances? The coach just says, hey, are you feeling it? Heck you want to nah. go for it? Nah, no, man.
6: only words we're I heard. We're doing this. only words I heard were don't screw this up
5: genius genius how many times did you handle business though all
6: that's, the the, time. that's all that matters yeah, absolutely that's all that matters I'm a prime time player
5: obviously
6: yes
5: obviously um Later on in this hour, we're going to have our guy Johnny Avello on the program, though, so I think that'll be a lot of good things to talk with him about. I think particularly that awards market will be interesting. They also have the DraftKings contest lines coming out today, so we'll get an update there and just how the books are handling all of the COVID-19 numbers, jumping around and waiting for those deadlines for whether or not players are going to be active. So he'll come up at 845 Eastern. Plenty more NFL talk on the other side. This is Follow the Money.
1: ZUMO Play.
4: Follow the money on v the sports betting network.
5: Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code VEGAS1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to $1,000 bonus. Visit VEASAN.com slash courses for details. And again, use that bonus code VEASAN1000. Welcome back here to Follow the Money. Stormy Bond and Tony and the Super Bowl champ, Sean King with you talking all things NFL, getting you set for week 16 in the league. And it was interesting. So, one game I wanted to talk to you about was the Bills Patriots rematch, obviously of just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But the Patriots are coming off a game with the Colts that was a very unexpected performance, and you know we talked a little bit about Mac Jones and how how he handled that situation. And it was a tough game, down twenty to nothing going into the fourth quarter, and understandably Bill Belichick was pretty, let's say, terse mm-hmm. to the media afterwards. But then coming into this week. He apologized to them. Did you hear that? I didn't. Oh, we have the audio of it, I believe. So let's listen to Bill Belichick's apology to the media, which I never thought I would see the day.
6: Are you pulling my leg?
4: Start off here. Um, look, fellas, I apologize. if You know, I seemed like I was a little short with you after the game. Um, you know, obviously a frustrating game down twenty to nothing, didn't do anything well enough. I mean there isn't really much to say at that point without watching the film. Clearly we had problems in every area, so you know, there was no no simple answer and you know, every play could have been better, every every area of coaching could have could have been better, every area of playing could have been better. And any of that would've helped. So um you know, not not really trying to be short, but honestly, there wasn't too much to say. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say now, but.
5: You know, usually around the holidays, I think Bill Belichick is Scrooge, but it seems like he's softening up a little bit.
6: Stormy, someone slipped Bill the DraftKings odds for Coach of the Year. That's what And it was. he realized that he's currently in the lead. So he's like, okay, let me Ooh. not – just undo this goodwill that I've obviously garnered this season. Tuck my pride a little bit. Apologize to the media. Because he, I, know, I didn't know, he can say it doesn't matter. But he'd love to end up on the right side from a legacy and historical standpoint when it comes to the Tom Brady yeah, retirement, whether he was pushed out of New England, whether he left willingly, And this is a big component and piece of that because they're in a position with the guy that he drafted to replace Tom Brady, and if they can finish this season off, then it kind of resets that whole narrative of was it Bill, was it Tom? And winning a coach of the year in the same year potentially that Brady's going to win NFL MVP will speak volumes about the fact that it was both men who played an integral and key role in the Patriots' sustained success.
5: You know, that perspective is better than mine, that it's, you know, Christmas weekend. He's probably hanging out with the grandkids. He's a little soft this week, you, you know. Do you think he
6: knows it's Christmas?
5: <laughs> the you're one right. thing I'll say it's about the NFL... game day or non-game You day.
6: don't remember any of the fall holidays when you play professional football. Because you're always kind of practice playing, practicing or playing through Thanksgiving, through Christmas, through New Year, it's just... You're, you're accustomed to not really being there for those holidays.
5: Right, we got a Christmas doubleheader this year, full slate of games on Sunday, but with regards to this game coming up, um, we obviously know what happened in Buffalo, which was a, such a bizarre game. The wind, um, it. I was really disappointed that we didn't get to see what that battle would be like between these two teams actually at their best and having the opportunity to play under more normal conditions. I think that in Foxborough, we're going to see at least a little bit. You know, we're not going to see uh kick goes up and kick goes to the side. Right, but That's not what we're going to have in this case. So um, what are you looking, f- looking to see from the Patriots against the Bills or vice versa? I think game?
6: they're going to play the best game of the season. I love the Patriots minus two and a half this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. I, I really do. I've said... On the nightcap, the show that I host normally with with Tim Murray, that I think the Bills are fraudulent. I mean, outside of the Chiefs game, which the weather was – I mean, I think the halftime went like an hour longer because the weather was so bad in Kansas City that night. Mm -hmm. Outside of that game, you look at who they've beaten. I mean, they beat the Dolphins when the Dolphins were awful. People forget the Dolphins started the year, what, 1-6? Yeah. Or something <laughs> like and that. Seven. one in 7 So, I mean, this is they didn't meet the Dolphins team that we're talking about right now. Both times they played the Dolphins. The Dolphins hadn't figured it out. So, the other wins are Washington, Houston, the Jets, at the Saints when they had all the injuries. play playing mm-hmm. that game. Um, and then Carolina. So who have they really beaten yeah. when and then they're getting
5: up. beat by the good team, right. right? They got blown out essentially by Indy, mm-hmm. um, lost to New England, lost to the Bucs in overtime. Yeah. When
6: they play the good teams, they come up on the short end of the stick. And I think okay. the Patriots are a really good team. I love New England this weekend, minus two and a half. I really do.
5: So help me out here because okay. I have the Buffalo Bills in a teaser. I teased it up from the two and a half to eight and a half. Okay. Do you think that's? If, if you like the Patriots that much do you think even at that number it's yeah I think
6: it? yeah I think you're fine I I see this as a, a six point Patriots yeah. win you know uh, I, I, love just, the I just teams. think they're gonna play a complete game I, I think offense defense special teams they'll yeah. be really focused locked in uh and they're gonna get after Josh Allen. and, and I just think Buffalo it, it's crazy to say this I think they have a loft problem. You know, they they have a lack of freaking talent. Like when you I look love at, that, by the way. Yeah. Not
5: with regards to to the Bills specifically, but I love that acronym. They don't well
6: have elite components on offense outside of Josh Allen, in my opinion. You know, not that they're playing at an elite level.
5: And the Bills also did, by the way, place wide receiver Cole Beasley on the COVID nineteen reserve list. So just a good update there. Um, We'll have to see what happens. I think it'll be a fun game, though. And this is one that we were all looking forward to so much a couple weeks ago, and we weren't able to really see what we wanted to. I mean, (laughs) Mac Jones had two completions, 19 yards on three attempts. And that's not
6: to disrespect Diggs, but he's not playing at a high level. And I don't think the rest of that receiving core is anything special. And the running backs definitely leave a lot to be desired.
0: Well, that's the
5: thing is they haven't. Last game was the first time in what feels like forever that we saw an established run game at all from mm-hmm. Buffalo. So if they want to have success down the stretch, they want to be actually considered not this paper tiger that you think of them as to be a Super Bowl contender. football.
6: And they beat a team that has a payroll of probably about 100 million that was auditioning people to kick field goals before the game. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? The Panthers had like position players. Oh, my so gosh. So strong with the kicker, guys. Can anybody kick? Which wide receiver kicked? <laughs> a, oh, my gosh. Yikes. Uh, but
5: like those are some instances that like even with the quarterback situations that have been happening with COVID, if you don't get somebody quickly, I was like, what uh, What wideout do you have that played high school quarterback? Right. <laughs> right. Who can you get in some of these situations? Um, let's shift our focus here to another team that's considered a, a contender and a Win on that Buffalo Bills list was the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got Pittsburgh this week. Um, They, Tyreek Hill on the COVID list. We saw Travis Kelsey on the list as well. Um, More names reportedly likely coming. Um, What do you think about their outlook this week?
6: I actually am rolling with the Steelers in this game, Moneyline. This is going to be one of my upset specials this week. Second half of the Minnesota game, I don't know what Mike Tomlin said at halftime, but they've been a different team, I'm talking about Pittsburgh. And they know that they basically, to guarantee for the most part, that they get into the playoffs, have to win out. Or at minimum, go 2-1. and one. And they couldn't be catching Kansas City at a better time. A lot of guys in the COVID protocol, meaning that they aren't going to practice, you know, I like Pittsburgh to win this game outright. I really do. People are going to say I'm crazy, but sometimes you just have to understand that genius is lonely. And so when I say things, just listen. Don't, Don't overthink them. Just listen. I have to tell Tim Murray this all the time. Bet Pittsburgh on the money line on Sunday. I love the Steelers in this game. So
5: I have to tell you, um, I cannot bet the Steelers, period, anymore.
6: They're in the yellow tape.
5: They're in the yellow tape for me. I'm in the little caution down on the ground. Um, That's (laughs) that's me, put the chalk outline and everything. I can't do it. Um, Ever since their tie with the Lions knocked me out of my survivor contest. Um, I'm out on them. I just, I, it they honestly, it makes me physically sick how much sometimes I want to bet them, and I won't let myself do it because they crushed me on so, them. So
6: there's a parallel here because I was in the Circus Survivor, 1,000 uh, to win 6 million. In week two, my entry was Pittsburgh. I had the Raiders coming off of a short week, flying across country, on the road, and Derek Carr played like a reincarnation of prime John Elway. And they knocked me out of Circus Survivor as well. But but that I, was
5: so early in the season. That was you before got Mike
6: Tomlin's halftime speech. on. I think it was Thursday night versus Minnesota two weeks ago. So I've forgiven. I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. But I will be ornery if they don't come through. But I love them to win outright over the Chiefs mm-hmm. on Sunday. All Pittsburgh right. Moneyline.
5: Lock it in. Lock it in. I still hate them. But <laughs> um, our guy, um, who was it? I think it was a Mal Shaw um, here on VSN. He had Pittsburgh knocked him out this year in Survivor, and last year. Remember they won how many games in a row? He picked them the game they lost. Wow, brutal. Um, more follow the money coming up. We got it's an all NFL special today. Keep it locked on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Follow the money on v the sports betting network.
5: One of my favorite new things on vcin.com is the prop tracker that's now available for you to keep up with all of the key NFL props. So head on down vcin.com. You get current odds as well as all of the movement every week to follow the trends, find the best values. You can track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, all those awards markets we talked about earlier. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com. Stormy Bond and Tony with you here on Follow the Money alongside the Super Bowl champion, Sean King. You won a Super Bowl, and I've you know, i thrown a Super Bowl party or two, eaten a lot of food while I watched them, but that's about my Super Bowl experience. Yeah, I invented so I photobombing. My best. You did? Yes. Tell me more.
6: I had on white sleeves. We wore our red tops. And I knew I wasn't going to get in the game unless everything had fell apart or unless we were way up, and I didn't think either scenario would likely play out. So, I decided that, okay, John Gruden's going to be on the sideline making faces. The cameras are going to gravitate to Chucky. So, if I stand directly behind Gruden the entire game, I'll be in every picture. I challenge people, find a picture during the game of John and I'm not right behind him. That's electric. Yep.
5: When people think about Super Bowl, what are they going to think of? Was it John Gruden with our guy Sean King. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I'm in every picture. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> See, making memories, making memories. Um, I Before we move too far away from the Steelers-Kansas City game, um, you talked about how much you were high on Pittsburgh on the money line. I am so disappointed in you. I didn't get a single bark. Not a single bark. Well,
6: generally, my barking I do from 7 to 10 Pacific time. So I was chastised on Twitter <gasps> by some of the normal followers and listeners of Follow the Money. And they're like, It's early. Yeah. So I'm just try- I'm bed. trying to respect the guys and right. the energy that they normally present. So I'm saying right. I'm not gonna bark. Well, but I am the CEO of the Dog Pal and my upset special of the week is Pittsburgh Steelers Moneyline. What
5: well, I'm at least giving you a baby bark. <laughs> All right, well, let's look ahead to some of these week 16 lines. And like we talked about earlier, it's kicking off already. We just wrapped up back to back doubleheaders Monday, Tuesday, day off of the NFL on Wednesday. But looking ahead, Thursday night football, Tennessee Titans headed down to play against my San Francisco 49ers. This one is in Tennessee. Um, Niners are laying three and a half against the Titans on the road. What do you think of the line?
6: I'm going to buy the half point and, but I do like the 49ers, but minus the three, you know, I'm going to shave that, that half off of there. And I know it cost me a little more, but you know, that's just what I'm gonna do. I like San Francisco in this game until Tennessee gets healthy. I just think you can continue to fade them. You know, they have a loft problem. All their good players are injured. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're trying to piece it together. Shout out to Mike Vrabel. You know, I couldn't imagine how most teams would survive when you lose the lean Russian national football league the last couple years in Derrick Henry, your best right receiver, top pass catcher, AJ Brown, the guy that you traded for that you thought would put you over the top Julio Jones just seems to be as fragile as ever. Yeah, we saw
5: that update that he was sidelined for practice again yesterday, Um, back to back games. He's missed now. Not good.
6: I mean, Brandon Tannehill, he's fighting, he's scratching, he's clawing, but San Francisco is finding their groove. I just don't see how they stop George Kittles in this offense. They're really, really in a good groove. Kyle Shanahan understands his pieces. He's moving Debo Samuel around. He's getting carries. He's getting reverses. He's throwing receiver passes. He's catching the ball. I I like where San Francisco's at.
5: Debo. I think we've all known he's been good like even when he came out of South Carolina and we saw I remember vividly for whatever reason one game his last year playing at South Carolina where he returned two kicks to the house on like back-to-back kick returns it was the coolest thing ever and you just saw the potential this guy had and it's taken him a little bit of time to get used to that at the NFL level and this year to see him blast off yeah. the way he has. has been really I got cool. to see
6: it firsthand. We played South Carolina in Debo's last game in the Birmingham Bowl in oh. South Florida. We actually beat uh, Debo Samuel on that South Carolina team. But I came away from thinking that he was the best player on South Carolina's team.
5: You know Jordan McLeod? Yeah. Over
6: there? Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. I'm Jay not, Mac. He's I'm in gonna... Arizona now.
5: I'm a big fan of his. I was sad because um, I cover a lot of Pac-12, so I got to get to know him a little bit this year yeah, and when he, he got injured. When he I was... got
6: his first start, I asked him, was he colorblind after the game? Was... <laughs> 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 no, that's my guy, man. You know his brothers, Ray-Ray McLeod. Yep, Ray-Ray yeah. on the Steelers
5: we were just talking about. He's having a lot of success. He said they actually talk after every game. Yep. Really good, good kids good over there. Good family.
6: I love the dad. Love Jordan. Love Ray-Ray.
5: Let's talk about a couple of games we have coming up on Christmas, which, by the way, good to note once again, everybody that's still in on the Circus Survivor Contest, this is its own week, right? You have to make a selection on one of the four teams that's playing. we got the Browns playing the Packers and Indy in Arizona taking on the Cardinals. So um, let's look at this Browns-Packers game first. Um, Browns obviously looking to get healthier, which they should. Mm -hmm. Some of those COVID bodies back, but they're getting seven in Green Bay. And, I mean, the Packers, it's weird. The Packers go up so much in these games, and they're so dominant, and then they seem to keep having these close finishes on the scoreboard.
6: I don't have a strong opinion in this game, you know, from a wagering standpoint. You know, I probably would lean towards the under. I just think Cleveland has one of the better defenses in the National Football League. They can rush the passer. Up until the last drive of the Raiders game, they actually are pretty good in the secondary as well, and I think they know their only way to win this game is for Nick Chubb to have 20-plus carries, and they be a team that can just get first downs, drain the clock, try and dominate time of possession. I, I like the under in-, in this game, but not strong, just slight, mm-hmm. and-, and I don't have an opinion you know, on the spread one way or another. Well,
5: that's all we're doing right now, right? We just want to get like a gauge on where we're feeling. If you guys, if those of you at home feel strongly about something, get on Twitter, at RealSeanKing over Real here, Sean at Storm yeah. at Beeson Live, let us know. Um, but, yeah, I think that that's a – it'll. the Browns are just so tough for me to read constantly that I'm – yeah, I was out on this game as well. My dad and I are actually in the circuit contest together, and he's my partner, so we make okay. our picks together. And I can totally see him wanting to take the big favorite in the Packers. We'll see. Um, the other game, though, on Christmas, like I said, Colts and Arizona Cardinals. And I have such a hard time betting against Indy. I, they're getting one. I know it's in – Arizona, but like I really feel like I like the Colts in this spot. Is that poorly placed?
6: Absolutely not. Uh, I have a lot of gifts to pay for or have paid for a lot of gifts for <laughs> kids. So I'm going to get all that money back on this Colts money line back. I Let's love go. Indy in this spot. I think Arizona's a sinking ship. I don't think they're very explosive offensively without DeAndre Hopkins. I think that Indy pass rush, you saw it affect Mac Jones, will really get after Kyler Murray. And Jonathan Taylor's hot right now, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I like Indy to win this game outright, and I have a large wager on the Colts on Christmas.
5: I love that. I I think I might join you with the plus 100 there money that you're getting on the Colts because that's your trend, right, mm-hmm. is when you have road dogs of three points or less, no. you want to bet a if money I line have or what NFL is it?
6: NFL dogs that are seven points or less.
5: NFL dogs, period. Period. Home or on the road. I will
6: bet them money line. Okay. Six or less, my bad. Six points or less, I'll bet a money line.
5: So what got the you Steelers is
6: my best bet because the statistics say that, I want to say it's uh, about 71%. If, if dogs that are six points or less that cover, generally win. And so uh, I just use that. It's, it's benefited me greatly this season. I've cashed a lot of tickets. You know, sometimes I'll back up the money line, play with, to spread, it just in case. And I started doing that more so because of the inconsist- inconsistency of the kickers. Mm-hmm. And I definitely do it a lot more now than I used to because of this new analytics foolishness <laughs> that some of these coaches, you know, uh, signed up for. So, well, it's been good. You know, it's yeah. been good to me. And I love the Colts in this situation. I won't have a bet plus the one and a half. My only wage on this game will be Colts' money line. Yeah,
5: I like the money line. And it's interesting looking at um, Jonathan Taylor's numbers after the Colts went 0 and 3 to start the year, he was scoreless in all the. He has scored at least one touchdown in every single game since, including we all know that that right. four touchdown day uh, that he had against the Bills earlier this year. Um, really, really impressive. He has eight touchdowns in the last four games.
6: Yeah, he's pretty good. I got to see him right. uh, okay. first game of his last year at Wisconsin. They came down to Tampa. You know, we had spent all offseason. and We thought we had a good plan and. You know, then the game started, and we obviously didn't because he still hasn't. We still haven't tackled him. I mean, he's a tremendous player.
5: Uh, we tremendous. got about got about a minute left here in the segment. Any other game um, when we look at the Sunday slate that stands out to you is well, one I've, you have. I've already in...
6: given out the Patriots. I love the Patriots minus a two and a half. Uh, I've given out the Steelers money line. I love that game. And the other three games are like uh, for some reason the Broncos are favored at the Raiders, but I'm gonna wager with the Raiders here because I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is gonna play. And if he does, I do think the Raiders pass rush can get after him. I actually like the Bears to cover the plus six and a half mm-hmm. at the Seahawks. I have a small money line play, but as crazy as it may sound, those guys seem to be playing for Mac mm-hmm. Nagy. Their energy was there. I like them uh, to cover. And then I'm going with the, the fight in Dan Campbell's. Me too. I like the Lions. I, I'm going to I'm gonna ride this wave. They're competitive. They're getting better. I don't think they're worried about draft position. They're worried about actually mm-hmm. winning games. So, Falcons have played better than people anticipated, but they're far from like a team that I think can cover numbers over mm-hmm. two, three points. So yeah. I'm going to go with the Lions in that one too.
5: Lions are trying to build toward the future, build the culture mm-hmm. winners in two of their last three games. Um, if you didn't say that game, I was going to, I do like the the Lions getting the five and a half there in that game. When we come back here on follow the money, Johnny Avello, DraftKings team Sportsbook uh, director is going to join us, talk through uh, a lot of the contest numbers that came out today and also just get, his view on how the books are handling all this COVID 19 stuff. Keep it locked right here. This is VC, the Sports Betting Network.
0: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty-five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
1: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
0: always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah.
4: This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on Vsin.
5: wrapping things up in hour 2 here on Follow the Money alongside Sean King. I'm Stormy Bonantoni and we're so happy to welcome in DraftKings Sportsbook Director Donnie Avello. <laughs> Johnny, I usually get to talk to you uh, on my normal show My Guys in the Desert, but I missed you this week because I'm filling in here, so I'm so excited to see your face and hear your voice. How are you?
3: Oh, thank you, Stormy. I'm well, and Sean, good to see you too. Yeah, this is a uh, this is quite early, isn't it for you guys? Uh, I don't I only have to do it the one time a week, but if you guys are filling in, you have to do it every day. It's it's a tough to get used to thing, isn't it?
5: It's a little different with the 2 a.m. wake-up call for hey, your girl. but it's,
6: I love it. It's fun. I played a little poker tournament last night, cashed, came, <laughs> got a couple <laughs> rolls in at the craps table. Now I'm here. All is well, big dog. That's what All you call well. show
5: prep. Uh, Johnny, we'll get to the reveal of the numbers for the DraftKings contest this week here in a little bit. Um, But really interested, especially with the way that the last two days have gone with the COVID-19 volatility with regards to numbers, who's activated, who's not. Like, how have you guys handled things from the book's perspective? And then ultimately, what was the handle on those three games that got shifted?
3: Boy, I'll tell you, this is really difficult uh, for me. I've been in the business a long time. I haven't seen this kind of volatility uh, towards the end of the year ever um and it's it's strange and it's it's a difficult chore for the team uh you know we had a good weekend overall but then we get into these four games that were moved uh and you know the one thing i didn't want was that one game to fall and it did it did fall uh we didn't get hurt too bad on that raider uh browns game but none of the games none of the four games were any good for us at all uh you know we Last night's Eagle game, we opened at game two, we went as high as 11, then we reopened it again at six and a half, went as high as 10. So just telling you that line movement right there should tell you that was not a good game for us. Mm
6: -hmm. No, from a prop standpoint, a lot of places did not have the normal catalog of player props, you know, for the Tuesday games. What went into that decision?
0: Well, we
3: we had a sum up. Uh, it's it's just really hard to do the player props if you don't have the right quarterback throwing the football. Uh, you know, these guys are. There's a game plan for these backups. These guys have not been with the team. Uh, they're just filling in and they're trying to win a game uh, in, in a different way, Sean. They're not trying to win the game by on third down, passing the ball. They're trying to win the game on third down, running the ball. And so it makes it a a much difficult uh, decision on which props you're going to use. And so we had some, but not the full slate you would normally see.
5: And, you know, it's so tough right now, too, is it's not just the NFL. It's going through sports through North America right now. We saw the NHL take its season on pause, where there should have been a full slate of games these last couple of days ahead of Christmas. Um, The NBA has been having issues. So with Christmas... And the games that we're expecting to see in the NBA and in the NFL coming up this week, how tough is that for you guys to figure out where you're going to go with your numbers? We even saw, you know, more and more names every single day coming on different teams' lists.
3: Yeah, you know, Christmas Day is uh, usually a big day in the NFL, uh, NBA. And, um, you know, let's let's hope that some of these games stay intact. Mm-hmm. But uh, as long as – right now, if we did them today, I think we'd be in okay shape. But mm-hmm things are changing uh, you know dramatically day by day so who knows we'll, we're uh, you know we're doing the best job we can and uh, hopefully the uh, the virus will cooperate a little w- from time to time
5: Um, I I know that we've obviously got college bowl games going on as well right now, and we haven't really seen uh, as much issue with those when the COVID-19 announcements have come. They've come kind of right before game time, and you haven't had to shift as much. But with the college games, I know we still have a a week away from the big CFP ones. Have those games moved the needle at all for you?
3: Not too much, Stormy. Those numbers are kind of holding. Um, You know, we opened up Georgia on on the two big ones. We opened up Georgia seven. We're still sitting at seven and a half. And Alabama, we opened up 13 and a half, and we're sitting at that. So out of all the bowl games that have moved, some have moved as much as seven points, Mm -hmm. a lot of movement of three or four. Those two games, uh, the movement's been minimal. So uh, not much to report on those two.
5: That's crazy with all the opt-outs for certain players and different things you have to deal with with the bowl games, motivation. Like all the factors are so different for college games right now. Yeah, they are. Um, But I want to, we obviously have a fun game in the NFL for Thursday night football coming up tomorrow. Doesn't look like there should be any issues, you know, fingers crossed, everything looks clear there between San Francisco and the Titans. And I was hoping you could just take us through some of these contest lines, starting with the Thursday night game all the way down.
3: Yeah. uh, Speaking of our contest, the, the leader right now is at a 70 selections has picked 50, correct. So 71%, pretty good. Wow. Um, Yeah, so this game right here, we opened for contest purposes, we opened three and a half. That's what we're currently at on the game, on the board. Uh, The Packers, we opened seven and a half. We're currently at seven. Uh, We were seven and a half yesterday. Those sevens and eights have all gone away now. Um, On Arizona, we opened up Arizona one and a half. We're currently one. Uh, Seeing quite a bit of Colt money on that game early. But the I think Arizona. Us, the
5: two of us included on that. The two of us included. And in two of you
3: too. Okay, good. Uh, some of the other lines are the Patriots, uh, two and a half over the Bills. Um, that's what we currently are on the board. Chargers nine and a half. Uh, we are at nine on that game. The uh, the Buccaneers ten and a half. Buccaneers are always a. Pick every week. We need them every single... Uh, need their whoever they're playing in the book every week. 10.5 now over the Panthers. That game is definitely going to 11 or higher. Bengals, 2.5 uh, over the Ravens. That's pretty solid for us on the uh, betting board. Falcons, 5.5. Uh, that's also pretty solid. Jets, uh, Jets the old favorite at 2.5 uh, for huh. contest purposes, also on the board at 2.5. Uh, Rams, 2.5. Well, for contest purposes, we're, there's some, we're at three, and there's uh, that game is probably not going to go less than three. So that may be a contest pick. Eagles, ten and a half. We're currently at ten. Um, Seahawks, six and a half. Uh, that's what we are on the board. Uh, Broncos, one and a half. This is a game where we're actually uh, Raiders, one and a half. So um, we got swung there over the last 24 hours or so. Uh, Chiefs seven and a half. That's what we are on the board over the Steelers. Uh, Cowboys ten and a half, and the Saints three and a half. On the Monday night game, uh, we are three on the board with juice.
5: You know, the one of those that really stands out to me is the the Jets being two and a half point favorites over the Jaguars. After we just saw the Jags being a favorite last week, like I can't take these ugly games, Johnny. I can't. <laughs> I can't handle it.
3: You know, the last well, for the con- for the contest, it may be a play, but. You know, for using your real money, it may not be. I mean, one one thing about betting bad games is don't do it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. bad games will get you in trouble every time.
6: Mm-hmm. You know, John, it's interesting that you say that Broncos-Raiders line move because when I saw Broncos favored, uh, I do altitude radio in Denver, and everything that I heard was that Bridgewater most likely is not going to play. Being such a significant drop off to Drew Lock, I was surprised that the Broncos initially were the favorite. But you're saying that the Raiders are now the favorite minus one and a half in this game in your book?
3: They are. Uh, they are the favorite, and that all swung Sean over the last 24 hours or so. Uh, Broncos were the one point favorite, uh, and we just swung. I'd say over you know probably uh, overnight, we swung Raiders minus one and a half.
5: Hey, Johnny, last week I heard uh, you weren't quite all set for the holidays yet. Are you closer to where you need to be?
3: Uh, I'm all set to go now, Stormy.
5: Okay, good deal. Well, I hope that you have a great (laughs) week. I'm I'm glad that you got everything done you need to get done and enjoy this week with family. Thanks for coming on.
6: Thank you very much, guys. You have a fun day. Thank you, Johnny. Merry Christmas, man.
5: That's Johnny Avella, director of the DraftKings Sportsbook and, I mean, really good insight on how they're handling things. It's crazy.
6: Yeah, they're pivoting. The books are having to pivot. The betters are having to pivot. So it'll be interesting how the rest of the season plays out.
5: Yeah, no doubt. And remember, everybody, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet $5 on their team to win. And if they do, you walk away with $150. Use our promo code Vsin when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in select states. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Um, and, and yeah, just speaking of, of pivoting, it's crazy. I think what makes it so hard for me personally, when I'm looking at all these numbers is just that every day it's another name, but another thing to take into account is these teams that have had the massive COVID outbreaks, right? All of the contagion. Once they're through it, they're through it. Right. And like, everybody's going to have the 90 day protocol where they don't have to be tested anymore. So it's almost like, get it out of the way yeah, now. It's yeah. a good
6: point before. It's a really you, good point. Yeah. Really then, good point.
5: So once, so those, that Browns, I know you're not exactly tempted for the playoff push right now. You're trying everything you can after that loss to see what you can do, but it's not over yet.
6: It's not. I hope it is though. I got that Steelers 12 to one ticket to win the AFC North. So
5: you had to just wait and see what need Baker
6: in case to miss another game if possible.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Stay with us. More Follow the Money coming up in just a minute or two.
1: Zumo Play.